Real Church Matter here, episode 71. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with... That's Allen. We're Real Church Matters, where we talk real church matters because real church... Matters. Matters. Antoinette, how are you? I'm excellent. How are you? I'm doing good. I, I missed you. I kind of kicked you to the side for moms. Yeah, I mean, it was, <laughs> you can kick me to the side for her for any Anytime. day. <laughs> Them podcasts, man. Shout out! Shout outs to you. Uh, shout outs to Philip. Shout outs to my mom, Sylvie. I, I think we we getting a little bit of a team here. Yeah, we got a little a force. Little squad. A real church squad. You know, for a second there, I felt like I was LeBron until mom came around. I was like. <laughs> All right, all right. So I'm J.R. Smith. Is that what it is? Okay. <laughs> she had to remind you. <laughs> she had to remind me. Yeah. <laughs> I'm so happy to have you. Uh, housekeeping. First and foremost, where can they get in touch with you? Uh, at Go Do Likewise. And check out any of my old articles at Likewise Life. Yeah. Dot com. Dot com. Gotta have the dot com. Yeah. Um, where can you email? Oh, talk at life, likewiselife.com talk at likewiselife.com mm-hmm. please young ladies if you know young ladies because I know a lot of y'all um, I, I kind of get our demographic now <laughs> so I know I, we got some people that's more in my age range yeah. but if y'all got nieces daughters uh, young people in general I don't want to just make it a specific gender but um, Antoinette has a wealth of knowledge and oh, I, a little something <laughs> you know, well I always say you have a wealth of knowledge because once you connect to the Big God, you are, have access to all His knowledge. Yep. You know it's kind of weird when people say they don't know something. Like y'all have Google, right? Yeah, like once you connect it, yeah, yeah. Once you connect it to something so big, you can never say you don't know. Yeah. You just didn't want seek it. to know. You didn't seek it. That's um, a whole that's a, podcast. Oh, what, what, Before the podcast, <laughs> what did the church say? That'll teach. Yeah, that <laughs> that one will preach. That'll preach. That'll teach. Um. RealChurchMatters.com uh, Yes, the website still works um, uh, What else? Ask Social me media At RealChurchMatters.com Ask me at RealChurchMatters.com For email if you got any questions uh, Social media You can always go to At RealChurchMatters For most of them I think Twitter is At RealChurchMTTRS And always just like us Subscribe on either iTunes or SoundCloud And just spread the word Let people know If you are interested in giving and helping us to support this uh, through financial means by just a dollar or whatever, uh, patreon.com forward slash real church matters. Somebody was telling me we should, instead of trying to do the whole Patreon thing, just shoot out Square Cash account. And I'm Mm, like, no, I I, I don't like, I don't, I don't really want to get into all of that. What I want to do—that's making people think the money's going to us. Like, right, we're using right. this to better the. It's a little crazy. Yeah. I, for me, it's about starting a community and really gauging an interest beyond just the podcast. And I got something awesome cooking up mm-hmm. for yes, he uh, does. for um, very soon, and, and I think that uh, you guys will be enjoying it, and it'll be worth the wait. So that concludes well the housekeeping. Let's get to it. As always, we have to remember that it's obedience over audience. Audience. And with that being said, let's get to it. Since we have an audience. Since we have an audience. Let's get to it. Yeah, I, I gotta I gotta help you. You gotta you know? help me out. Even man. though it's been a while for me. You know, but, but you you on point. I'm rusty. Episode seventy one is gonna be about reconciliation. I couldn't think of nothing clever because it's just like Reconcil- you always say that, but we don't know what the title's going to be till after we it's a little crazy, talk it out. We'll see what happens. Reconciliation. What, what does that even mean? Mm-hmm. I think in order for us to understand what it means, I'm going to do a little different. And then we'll start out with the scriptures. Let's do it. So start out with the first scripture. 2 Corinthians 5.18 says, And all things are of God, who hath reconciled us to himself by who Jesus Christ and have given us the ministry of reconciliation mm. and then Matthew chapter 5 23 24 says so if you are offering your gift at the altar and there remember that your brother has something against you leave your gift there before the altar and go first be reconciled to your brother and then come and offer your gift sure. 
And so those two scriptures kind of let me know, Antoinette, is that number one, God is interested in reconciling with us. And he wanted to unite with us and come to terms with us and be reunited with us and love us and have that love be matched by our love for him so much that he gave his son, mm-hmm. gave the ultimate sacrifice to reconcile us and to put us on a path of reconciliation with him and with all people. Yeah, and I love the way you put put us on a path because like when I think of when I first you know, became reconciled to Christ and, and stuff. Um, I remember it being like a, well, I guess I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg, because it, it seemed like it, I began to forgive my family and people around me before, well, I don't know before, if it was before or after, but it all kind of happened as it's I kinda experienced. kind of coalesces him. all at once. Yeah, yeah, as I experienced him and understood how great his love is and how he first loved me. And all of that, you know, that's when it made it easier for me to walk, reconcile these relationships and stuff. And I'm going to tell you, it's so vital to our lives yeah. to have good relationships. It is. I meant to say great, and then I say good, said so I said good. <laughs> but to, for us to have great and good relationships yeah. is, is a foundation, a milestone, a, a, a part of the DNA of being in Christ yeah it was, it's almost like a, it was an indication like that when I was able to start seeing people in love and stuff I'm like oh God's love is actually in me now yeah. like I really I'm I'm really believing this stuff this stuff is really in me yeah because you think about it let's say so we, we understand it reconciling is to bring back together two things uh, if if we have art or we we have something against someone or someone has something against us, it's the same as when God had something against us. Yes. And what he did was he put himself in a position to fix that. He, did. he didn't put it on us, even though he had something against us because of what we were doing to him. Yes. He didn't wait for us to apologize. He put us in an environment in which we are now freed from what we offended him with. Mm-hmm. And when we do that, when we replicate that behavior or that, that action, that notion, we draw people to Christ. Absolutely. And I think that's the key is like for church folks, number one, I feel like we need to understand that you can't truly say you walk in reconciliation with God when you don't reflect that in people. Yes. When you feel like you are forgiven and loved by God, but you can't forgive and love someone else. There's a problem. Yeah. And it's deeper than a fake smile and a, Oh, I I wish the best for her, but it's, it goes deeper than that, you know, cause we'll, we'll, you know, cradle ourselves by saying, you know, I wish good on her, you know, I, but you, you know, in your heart of hearts, you, you you still be looking at her page. You still be low key. Like, you know, people, People know. So and literally the love of God. You gotta be God, honest with yourself. The love of God is not in you betraying how you feel in that way. Right. It's not in this it's not in that way. Like we're not showing the love of God because we're going against our better feelings or our darker feelings right. for that matter. We are portraying the love of God when we sacrifice who we are for what they are. Yes. Because mm. that's what God did to us. Yes. He sacrificed a part of him, his son, so that he could make us a part of him. Mm. And are we really doing that with people? If we're not, then we can't say we're on a path of reconciliation. Sure. When uh, you say that you when we caught up in the terms like forgive and forget. It's that's cheap. It is. Because when you talk about forgiving and forgetting, you plan with semantics of a fleshly mind that is never going to be able to operate in that way. I wish our brains had a forget button. If I had a forget button, man, I'd be I'd be good. Damn. We don't our brains don't work like that. No, our brains work in forgive but don't forget. <laughs> and because we're we have to deal with that reality mm-hmm. that I can forgive on one sense and never forget, yes. I need something greater than me. Yeah, something that surpasses my understanding. Surpasses my limitations. Yeah. Because if I forgot, I would love you like nobody's business. Yes. 
that's why it's easier for people to love people that aren't really connected to them i feel like because uh, when it comes to family and stuff like that people have a hard time forgiving boy because you, you, you can't, can't forget. forget it's too many they memories go, they go hand in hand you're in my dna like <laughs> i'm gonna tell you this Antoinette. you could do the meanest thing to me whatever it is mm-hmm. i'm talking about mm, i'm trying to think of something right now think of something mean that you could do to me that you feel like knowing who I am, I wouldn't forgive you. I don't know. Yeah. Say something mean to your mom about your mom. Or <laughs> I mean, well, you kids did that mom. in high school. I know, but you know, you. you, you I don't know. You know destroy know all our. Uh, let's say I destroyed all our equipment. Let's, yeah. Let's said, say I don't want to do AMT Yeah, you got anymore. mad and you sabotaged the whole business. Yeah. You spent all the money. Everything. Cleaned out the Dang, bank this account. Sound good. Yeah. <laughs> Clean the bank account out. Sabotage all the equipment. Yeah. Like done. Yeah. I would be furious with you. I could be mad. Let's say all of a sudden I got in a car accident that night. Mm-hmm. I don't die, but I lose my memory. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember what happened that whole day. So then you come into the, the hospital, and all I know is Natty Betty. So you coming in, you already like this joker ain't gonna want to see me at all, and I'm like, come in, Natty, come in, because <laughs> I don't remember. Okay, yeah, you like, uh, all right, <laughs> and that's really how it is. We even with God, mm-hmm. like people have been telling us how much He loves us and wow. stuff, but they also be telling us how much He hate sin mm-hmm. and what we represent. And so you show up, and they like, God loves you, and you're like, uh, okay. <laughs> Do I belong here? Yeah, and that's how you realize he threw your sins in the sea of forgetfulness. He does not remember. (laughs) And and we don't understand that we can operate in that type of love even though we can remember because of what I also remember. (laughs) See, when I make God a part of how I think, then I remember him above what I remember about You. you. Yes. See, when we don't do that, Mm. when we don't train our minds to think in that way, that's why he said, this is not just a reconciliation you receive. This is a reconciliation that I now put on you as a mandate to minister reconciliation. That means that you have to administer it. That means that this has to be a trained skill in your mind so that you operate in it in a way that is proficient like me. Yes. You are a minister of reconciliation Mm -hmm. you have been deputized you've been given authority to forgive and walk in that forgiveness that forgets that god does and i love the way you put it like that like his he's his love is so big and he's so forgiving that it makes it so that it's like a coverage like it's like a blanket that like you say you're so you're so engulfed with that that you're able to just have it with everyone because you're you're almost blinded by it like you can't even see it's a, it's a, let, me, let me put it this way, too. The Bible tells us that we can have a peace that surpasses understanding. Mm-hmm. What is it saying? We can have a peace that surpasses what we know and how we process the information that we know. Yes. He's trying to give us in a mind that if we reconcile with him, when me being in God gives me the ability to operate in the things of God without being inundated with the things of me. Yes. So now I can love people and be at peace with them, even though I know things about them. Yes. Because the peace that God gave me surpasses what I know about them. Yes. The the love that God gave me surpasses what my father did to me, Mm -hmm. surpasses what my uncle did to me. Or is doing. Or is doing. Yeah. It surpasses what my best friend did to me, surpasses what my husband has done to me. I couldn't understand how my mother operated in those ways. I thought that she was foolish. I thought that she was crazy. I thought, that, like, why are you loving people who hate you? Yeah. Why, are you why are you loving people who do nothing but minimize what you do for them? Yeah. She's a simple this is the love of God that I must show. Yes. Not because he, just because he showed it to us, but because he called us to show that very love to others. Yes. It is an administering that we receive and then it is a ministry we walk in. Yes. And then while you're on the topic of not what you know and stuff like that, I feel like when you know so much, when you do build that relationship with God, what you know allows you to see past 
the things people do because like how Jesus said, he said, forgive them for they know not what they do. Yeah. Like we have to be able to look at certain people in our lives and, and situations and be like, forgive them for they know not what they have no idea the, what you the love you have in store for that's, them. They have, have no clue. That's the power. And you're in on it. Like, you're you know. It. It's literally not that they don't know better. Because people get confused with that. No. And you're like, no, she knew what they she don't. was doing. Exactly. He knew what he was doing. No. What we're saying is they do not know what we know. Yes. About God. And about Jesus. God. Yeah. That's what Jesus was saying. He said, if they knew who you were, yes. they wouldn't do this to me. Yes. But they don't know who you are. And since they don't, we forgive them. We, we ask God to forgive them. Yes. We ask for his mercy because we remember what it was like to be them. Yes. For every mean thing that ever been said to me, let me not forget the mean things I've said to others. Mm-hmm. For every sideways comment, for every uh, turn of their back, for every cuss out. It's funny how when it's time to forget, we, we got all the time in the world to forget our, the stuff we've done. We we quick we might not you know admit it but we're quick to forget quick who we that. were yeah. and people say all the time like well I forgive you but I'm never gonna put you in a position to do the things you did to me let me help y'all with that let me help you with that you ain't supposed to <laughs> you wasn't supposed to in, in the, the first, first place. place that's what people don't realize yeah. they be like I'm never gonna give you my heart like that again he didn't deserve it the first time. So I'm glad you wised up. <laughs> don't think that you're doing something that's supposed to hurt him. You're actually doing something that is better for him. Yes. Because he can't stand the weight of that or, heart. Or the whole, don't. Tr- I'll never trust you. you sh- don't trust me. You're don't, not supposed don't to. ever trust People me. People think they hurt trust you God. when they say that. They trust be like, God. bro, I'm, I'd never trust you again. You know what? That stuff used to bother me until I realized I'm better for trusting God. So I want better for you. Yes. Don't trust me ever. <laughs> Because we do, yeah, and we say it in our, some people don't say it verbally, but you be thinking that, like, I'll never trust them. I don't trust them. Yeah. It's like, do you trust God, though? Do you, do you <laughs> trust you're God? You're still not no better off. Like, you'll move on to the next person. Yeah. You'll just get hurt by the next person. Like, it's a never-ending cycle. It's, and all of this stuff, Antoinette, all of this, the same way me not being reconciled to God really shaped the darkness in my life. Yeah. Me not being reconciled to the people around me Mm -hmm. really puts us in a negative space. Yes. Now, you can be that person. I'm going to tell you, I I know. I I know what y'all thinking, some of you. I was that person, too. I don't need nobody. I can do this all by myself. Recited that every day. I'm by myself. I'm alone. If they don't like me, can't respect me for me, they're going to do me like that, I don't need that. I feel better already. Let me tell you this. It's not even about you. It's not even about you. When you get to this place in God and you understand that it has little to do with you, Jesus was able to speak that way because he didn't take it personal. Yes. You'll be able to speak that way when you realize it's not personal you'll realize that you are here for those people. Yes. I'm here for them. The people that I used to push away, I'm here for. (laughs) That's why reconciliation is so important. It is. Because we're stronger together. It's not just about what I can benefit from you. It's what you can benefit from me. Mm -hmm. People are willing to burn bridges. Oh, listen to this. They are willing to burn bridges because they think that bridge is a one-way road. Mm. Nope, it wasn't. That's <laughs> it true. wasn't. It's a two-way street. Mm-hmm. And if you never, if you burn that bridge thinking you didn't get nothing out of it, it's because you didn't see the best parts of that person. That's true. It's not because they didn't have nothing for you. It's because you didn't see them through the eyes of God. You saw them through your selfish expectation. Because we abuse relationships. We abuse them because <laughs> when people can't give us what we expect. We think the relationship to be expendable. Yep. We do. We cut people off just because they're not meeting our expectation. Mm-hmm. But we don't understand. Reconciliation is all about the fact that we didn't meet God's expectation. Exactly. But yeah. he, what did he do? He changed his expectation. Yep. 
How did he change it? Because he said, I can't expect them to love me in and of themselves, but I can expect them to love me when they are in and of me. Yes. I can't expect my family to love me right. They're not loving God right. Right. So I don't think it's even when that. you think of how when we get older, we, you know, understand our parents a bit better. We understand how life works a little better. And we still think that, you know, people were supposed to have God's love and have, have their forgiveness and stuff like that. When we know that they that's not what they have in them. And that's not the place they came from. No. So it's, it's interesting that you brought that up uh, because these dynamics of reconciliation and stuff, they they. This this thing has to start at the place more close to you than it does to the people outside of you. Mm-hmm. It starts with our family. Sure. And so I, I'm reminded of uh, one of the, the toughest battles I had in, in my walk with Christ was reconciling with my father. And I'm going to tell you something. Like, if you talked to me 10 years ago and— you asked me about my dad. Uh, if I had to listen to that force, mm-hmm. it would anger me. Yeah. Because everything he thought was wrong with his father wasn't wrong. Everything that he thought was right with his father wasn't right. Mm-hmm. I was looking at my dad through the eyes of my selfishness. Yep. And so... That didn't change until I grew in Christ. That's right. Until I really committed myself to really live this thing out. Mm-hmm. And then I realized some truths about me. Yes. The more truths I learned about me, the more love I began to have for my father. Yes. Do that's you know so what I'm saying? Yes. It, that's how this thing works. It, it, we are revealing reconciliation yes. really is... It goes to that. Yeah, and it's always showing something in you. Like, most of the time, we think we've forgiven people. Like, oh, they wronged me, but I'm going to look past it. Most of the time, it's God fixing something in you to be able to see it differently. Not necessarily like, you know, you always being the victim in every situation. I feel like we should come to a point where we're not seeing any situation in our lives as being victimized. We should always be able to see you know, some traces of what God was trying to do in our lives. Let me take it a step further. Those things that I shared, there were issues about my dad. If I shared them with other people, they would say, some would say, that's that's, you being a baby. You being a baby. I didn't even have a father. Right. And other people would say, you right. Like he, he should have did better. Mm -hmm. But all of those people don't see it how God see it. Yes. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a reality that as a man, I could not be the man I needed to be until I could walk in reconciliation that God called me to walk in. That's right. And that's not just looking over at my dad and saying, I forgive you. That's me looking at him and coming to a truth. And let me share that truth real quick. Mm -hmm. I came to a truth that allowed me to put my heart in his heart. Yes. I allow a truth that allowed me to think about things about him I never thought before. Because at one point, all I could see was what this man could do for me or didn't do for me in the moment. Mm -hmm. I never once thought about what was done to him or wasn't done to him in his past. Mm -hmm. They informed and created the person that I was dealing with. Yes, that's why the Bible talks about he lets us in on the secrets. He reveals those secrets to you. He like, this is how I see your father. I know you got this perception, but let me show you a little bit about what he's gone through. And he'll just, you'll start having conversations and you'll hear certain things a different way than you did. Like I experienced that recently with my family too. Like you just start having more conversation and more is revealed about their experiences and their struggles. And you're, you're just able to understand, you know, that they're, they're human at and the not end of just, the day. It, it, this is how it changes. It's not just how I come to a point to forgive them. I come to a point to have compassion. Yes. Mm-hmm. See, you guys remember Because that. that's where it started with Christ. That's, that's where it started what, with Christ. Yeah. Like he, he's like, Father, forgive them. Yes. That's not a person that's just 
taking the high road. Yes. We don't just go high when they go low. <laughs> no. we, we don't do that. We go love when they go low. Yes. We, that, that's where we're at with it. That's we're, the title. That, Oh goodness gracious! That is, go we go love when they we when they go low, we go love. Yes, yeah, there it is. The reality is, is that I'm able to have compassion for a man that I never wanted to know, cared to know. I only wanted to show. I wanted him to show me things. Yes, give me things. Provide for what me. You, based on what you see on TV, as if we, and we come up with this stuff Whether based it be TV on TV or even just your own selfish sensibilities. Yeah. And you're blaming stuff about your own life on other people. You know, we don't even realize we do that most of the time too. Like if they didn't if say they, this and yes. they didn't say that, I'm telling you, even to the fact of when my grandparents at one point had to stay with my dad, and, and so we get more into that and see like even the parents that he had. Or even me starting out is think when you think more about a person yes. instead of just what they can give to you, you start thinking about them and you say, Oh, I never really knew like what it was like to be a sixteen year old dad. Yeah. I never knew what it was like to get a scholarship to Louisville for baseball and to go for a semester and then give it up and say, I need to get back to my family yep. and be a father. I, I never cared. And valued those things because my heart wasn't in the right That's place. Selfish. Yeah, we get selfish. But once you change your heart and put it in God, He gives you a revelation that informs reconciliation. Mm-hmm. He gives us the fuel that powers our love. Yes. And what's that fuel? Empathy, compassion. People say they love people, but you don't got no compassion for people. It's true. So it's fake love. Don't tell me, man, sorry for, sorry about you know what happened to you. I don't wish that on my worst enemy. Okay, that's great. But that's not compassion. No. That's words. <laughs> when I was able to forget and not even look, I was able to forget, oh, this is good. I was able to forget the offenses to me because they don't exist in a new mind that I have. Mm-hmm. The, those things that were offenses in my old mind are not in my new mind. No. They, they're not. So instead of forgetting them, I, I forget the way I saw them. Yes. And I know, that, guys, I know that that don't, that don't fit for everything. No. You know what I'm saying? I know some, some people have been molested. You know, some people have been through a lot of trauma. Mm-hmm. But what I'm telling you is that if you would give your heart over to God, the way you see the trauma, not the way you see trauma, but the way you see that trauma affecting you now. now. Yeah, because what God does in this reconciliation, his handprints, you'll be able to see his handprints and everything that you've experienced. And it makes it, it just makes it more, you know, easier to wrap your head around and understand and accept. I'll tell you this. <laughs> Jesus is speaking things that in context of just reading it, Hmm, that's nice of him. But when you realize he's saying this with nails in his hands. Yeah. He's saying this with thorns on his head. Yes. He's saying this with a hole in the side. He's saying this with nails in his feet. He's saying this with his body covered in lashes. A lot of us, yeah, y'all got y'all got the scars to prove it. But do you got the love to heal it? Mm. And that brings up such a point too because it's like we can't even take people saying mean things about us we can't even take our people running our names to the ground like you talking about jesus we comparing ourselves to jesus who like you said went through this you know terrible thing and you know we for, just we gotta we for gotta their man sake. up yeah for their sake and we gotta man up like can we gotta take, be able to take some stuff <laughs> hey go no can you take an l for love you know what i'm saying mm-hmm. can you take one be the L in love. That's what we got to be. Yes. A lot of times. Take time, as many as you got Sometimes to, we got to endure the things that people say. Yes. Because to react like them would burn the bridge more. Mm-hmm. It, there's no relationship that's not salvageable. That's true. There's no relationship that can't be reconciled. Mm. And that's how you got to treat it. Because... 
like how we bring up with our family and stuff like that like there you could have never imagined if you go back 10 5 10 years from now you would have never imagined that you would see him or uh, anybody else how you see them now yeah and that's when you experience his reconciliation you'll be able to you know experience what he did for us like that's, it's the, a, that's the powerful thing too yeah is that his consistent love overcomes my inconsistent emotions. Mm -hmm. His consistent love overcomes people's inconsistencies. Yes. His consistent love reflected in me and through me. Yes. Allows us to cover a multitude of sins. Yes. Anchors the soul, you know. It's now, I, now, you get tired of going through life feeling like you know everywhere you go, people do this, or I can't go nowhere. Like that gets exhausting. It does. Like, and it's just it's it's just what God does. It's just so and, and understanding like people immediately when they hear this stuff, they say, "So you expecting me to just trust everybody?" No. I'm just making sure I reiterate this <laughs> to tell you, loving people. Involves trusting God, not people. Yes, and then also don't hear this and think, "Oh, I need to call up sis." Oh, I need unless God put it on your heart too, because I feel like that's our immediate thing when we think of forgiveness too. We like, okay, let me go ahead and tell this person I forgive. No, it, it's really got to take place in it's your heart. It's a path, yeah, of reconciliation. Exactly, it's the ministry of reconciliation. Exactly, it's not one experience. No, it wasn't me going to my dad and saying, "I forgive you." <laughs> <laughs> like uh, what's her name uh, Oprah girl yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Like, it, it it's not looking like at a picture of my dad and saying I forgive you it's not Doesn't hitting work. a picture of my dad with a <laughs> wiffle bat it's none of that stuff if it worked I'd do it I, if I it worked I, I promise it. you I'd be right on her show like you heard me bang bang no I don't need a wiffle bat what I need is the word yes. to manifest in me and be able to reflect that word to others who need his love more than I did. Yeah. That's the power of it. Mm -hmm. And so when we say love covers a multitude of sins, there was a scripture that you had that helped mm -hmm. us to understand what sin is in a greater way because we have to understand what reconciliation is and break that down. A little bit more because, you know, a lot of times what people are understanding is, is that, yeah, God want to reconcile with us, but they don't understand how to operate in a God-like way with everyone else in your life. All right. Go ahead. Oh, you didn't find it? <laughs> you said amen, so I'm like, I, I thought you was ready. But one of the oh, things that, you got it. Okay, go ahead. Luke seventeen three. So watch yourself. If your brother or sister sins against you, rebuke them, and if they repent, forgive them. Right there is the way that we deal in reconciliation. So one of the things you said from that scripture is, what does it mean for someone to sin against me? How do someone sin against me? If it's, everything's about offending God, why? How am I involved in this? Right, like, because the <laughs> word sin means to transgress. The word does not define or intimate who we transgressed against. Mm -hmm. When I say I punch somebody, that word doesn't tell me who I punched. Mm -hmm. It just tells me that I punched. Sin is the same way. It means I transgress, but who always gets said in the Bible. Mm -hmm. So when they say sin against God, why do you have to say against God if sin is inherently against God? Because it's not. Mm -hmm. To transgress means to transgress against anyone. Mm -hmm. And so how the ministry of reconciliation works is the, the same way we transgressed against God, offended him, and then he came and rebuked us, let us know what we did, mm -hmm. and then repent, caused forgave us to us. repent, mm -hmm. and then he forgave us, is the same way that we need to manifest that in people. So when y'all are dealing with certain things, when people offend you or transgress against you, number one, speak up. Sure. Christians don't have to be quiet mice. You can tell someone that they've offended you. Mm -hmm. You could tell someone that they, but we're not having this conversation so that we can quibble about whether you did or not. I'm just telling you, you've offended me. Mm -hmm. I don't care if you don't even think that what you did should offend me. Mm -hmm. I'm telling you, you've offended me. 
and I'm explaining that to you. And if you repent, awesome. If you feel bad about it, awesome. And if you do, I'll forgive you. But if you don't, I'll forgive you because you know not what you do. do. Either way, it's the part. It's part of this journey of reconciliation. Mm-hmm. It, it this latent, passive aggressive, just weird, dark emotional stuff that we get into where we're not being honest to people yeah. about yeah. what they do to us and what how they hurt us, and we just holding it in and being quiet about it and thinking that that is really <laughs> us being a martyr for Christ. Yes. It's, it's very problematic and it's abusive. Yes, because that's what my next thing I was about to say. Like, it's not about being a punching bag either because some people will hear this and just be like, well, people just going to walk all over me if I think like that. No. But no, the freedom of walking in God and his forgiveness is that it you won't even be on that level of thinking. You know, like it's not about being passive aggressive or any. Thing like that, or seeing past people, like or letting people hurt you. Yeah, it's like you're not you're not taking it personal because you're not you're not. It's not against me. It's like you said. It's about their relationship with God and where they are and what they understand. It's a matter of of understanding that when we walk in honor, we will never be dishonored. Mm -hmm. The fact of the matter, what I'm saying is, is that what happens to us as young people is different than what happens to us as adults. As young people, we have parents we didn't ask for. Mm-hmm. We're at their mercy, and we can be forsaken in that way. Sometimes you are at the mercy of people, and it is beyond your control. Mm-hmm. When you find yourself in those situations, God is looking for you to not just handle and endure the fire, but to have grace under fire. Mm-hmm. He's expecting for you to not just let people walk over you, but if you get stepped on, to understand how to manage it. manage yeah. and walk in love. Yes, because it that p- passive aggressive behavior easily goes bad. I mean, it easily can turn into gossip. It could e- because you're you don't know how to manage what you just experienced, and when you try to deal with it without God, you're not really walking in forgiveness or His love or reconciliation. <laughs> it's an engagement too. Like I'm, I'm gonna tell you guys. I haven't been in too many confrontations where my agenda was to reconcile. No. I've been in confrontations and I've watched those confrontations devolving, get worse, when my intentions in those confrontations was purely selfish. Mm -hmm. When you come in with the mindset to fix, make whole, heal, love, those drama instances, those confrontations, they take a different shape. Mm-hmm. We got to be honest with ourselves. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I, I shared it with you the other day. No one can hurt any part of me but my pride. That's and it. that's the part that should be dead anyway. anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody can. When, when people attack me, when they say stuff about me, when they talk about me, they're attacking a part of me that should be gone Anyway. Yeah, so when stuff happens, it's usually people exposing that your pride is still there. Like Absolutely. that's how I'm learning to take it. Like I'm, I got more dying to do, man. I we, got- we, I'm gonna tell you this, Antoinette. We could be in a position where we're at a job and we are dealing with a boss that is making life hard for us. Mm-hmm. Now, the parts that are hard for me can be made worse. When I'm looking at it from a prideful way. But when I remove my pride from it and I remind myself that these situations are going to come to test me, I'm not greater than these situations. No. That makes me greater than Jesus. Yes. So to put to be in these situations, half of our suffering, we think we're too good for suffering. We think we we don't deserve it. We've been so good. We've been so clean and pure. Yeah, and yeah, we think we're we're above certain things. What, and all of this is in the mind of reconciliation because Jesus already was in a mind to fix the problem when they said Jesus, they trying to hurt you, and he said, "That's what I'm here for. <laughs> I'm here to be hurt. Yes, for you. Yes." I'm I'm here to be hurt for them. He is nothing they could do to separate mm. themselves from the love of God because the love of God already was positioned to be inseparable. Mm-hmm. Are we in that way? 
when we step into relationships with people, when we engage with people, a lot of times I'm concerned with people who are very interested in being in romantic relationships with people. And they're very connected to the feels of that. But they can't muster up anything remotely close to resembling love for people that are already in their life. Already there. Not even close. But you talk about, I, I, I need to find the love of my life, but you got love in your life. And you don't honor it. You don't appreciate it because it's not something that you are looking for. Yes, and it's a repeated behavior because once you get that thing, you end up treating that new person the same way you treated those people. And these wise, the wise men and women know this, but the unwise, they get caught up in all types of relationships with people who can, they don't never stop and think, sister, you can barely love your mother. What can you give me? Yes. (laughs) Sister, you can barely love your father. What can you give me? You don't know what my father did to me. I don't know. Tell me. <laughs> Whatever it is, I, when, will, when will it end? Oh, well, when will kids. you? Can you find room in your heart to forgive him? And if you can't, what is it that I can do that will make it so you can't find room in your heart to forgive me? Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. We, 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 we give people way too much credit we, we for comp- no reason. And we compartmentalize it. We say, you didn't do what he did. Don't You're special in my heart. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm special for now. now. Yeah. Now. Until I cross you, yeah. Until I do something that, that hurts you. Until yep. I offend you. Do you know what I'm saying? That's why we have a situation where the divorce rate is so high. Mm-hmm. The divorce rate not high because people don't know how to love. The divorce rate is so high because... They don't have love in them. You have to have love in you to know how to love. Mm-hmm. We, we have to be inundated with God's love in order for us to reflect his love. Right. You can only reflect what is being projected in you. Yes. Reflection and projection. I can't reflect what is not being projected onto me. That's right. If you haven't allowed God's light to shine on you, then on the screen of your life, there'll be no image of God. That's right. If you've allowed your self to shine on you, then on the screen of your life, we're going to see you in IMAX, (laughs) in 3D and HD. That's all we're going to see. Yeah. And And that's why I said men will be lovers of themselves. Absolutely. That's where where we are. That's where, (laughs) because we don't understand reconciliation, Mm -hmm. every relationship is literally holding on by threads. Yep. At all times, no matter how close or how intimate you think you're being, it's still on. It's a matter of time. Somebody said this on Twitter and I thought it was funny because it's true and it's also sad. They said before sex, y'all help each other take your clothes off. After sex, you put them on yourself. (laughs) It's true. It's so helpful before. Before I get what I want, I'm going to help you. I'm helpful. I'm kind. I'm considerate. After, after I'm done, your stuff over there. I, like. I, y'all should flip somebody out after you, after y'all do it. Help them put their clothes back on. It would be weird. It would be like. weird. You'd be like, what? I can do this. No, you didn't say that before <laughs> when he ripped your shirt off. You say, oh, I got that's this. That's crazy. This is the hilariousness of the way the world exhibits love. Mm-hmm. It's always reciprocal. Yeah. It's never from a place that it's the origin. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? We we don't have a we don't have a a love that is originates in a place other than this world. And so when this world changes change and the things of it. this world, yep. our love changes. Yep. And if you want a love that isn't susceptible to the changes of world, you need a love that's out of this world. Mm-hmm. That's what reconciliation gives us. It does. A love that's out of this world. And so one of the scriptures that we share, and this is another context that I wanted to talk about, is that he said that Jesus was telling them, guys, if you are offering a gift to the altar, if you're going to give a gift to me, you're going to give me a sacrifice. You're going to give a sacrifice to God. He says, and you remember, comes to your mind, that your brother has something against you. Mm -hmm. Leave your gift there. Before the altar and go. 
God not playing with us. He, he, <laughs> he Jesus, don't have no time. Jesus is letting you know. He's like priorities here. Yes. Priorities. I know some of y'all, we, we come on here every podcast and we telling you, you not need to get it right with God. And some of y'all are like, you know, I'm getting it right with God. I'm going to church. I'm doing this. Basically what Jesus is saying is in order for you to really get it right with me, you have to start to move in a place where you understand you have to get it right with you. Yes. Or else it's empty. You're and wasting like, your time. And like you said, when it was about you, it was like, I don't know what came first, the chicken or the egg. Well, I'm going to tell you what came first. God came to die for you so that you can come and live in him. That's right. And when you do that, you begin to follow in a path like him where you prioritize reconciliation. Yes. Over your own preservation. <laughs> over your own desires, yes. over your own needs. How many of us, if y'all say y'all love people, how many of you put their well-being and your reconciliation with them and their reconciliation with God above how you feel? Yes. You don't, you don't love me if you only love me through what benefits you. Yes. And it's also not pick and choosing either because people will think of the people they do in that way and think that, okay, I do with them. Yeah. But it ain't all, you know, it ain't everybody. So, And as, as, <laughs> as we close out, I want to shine the light on, because we talked about our respective families mm-hmm. and the things that we growing through and dealing with with them. Let's turn the light on us. Mm-hmm. Me and you, we've known each other for how long now? A long time, Great, long, since I was like a kid, like nine was, or eight. Since she was nine, since eight our years families old, began kind to of meld together, <laughs> yeah. right? So since I've been nineteen, I think. So since you've been ten or nine or ten, something like that. We've literally have gone through so much. Mm-hmm. We've had knockdown dragouts. We've had disagreements, and but most people would look from their perspective and say, "Man." You tell they really a family. They really love each other. Mm-hmm. But they don't understand what it takes to maintain, to be consistent in those things. Mm-hmm. The consistency doesn't come from us knowing each other for a long time. No. The consistency comes. It only makes it harder. Almost. It only makes it harder. Yeah. The consistency came in our relationship when we begin to know God longer. Yes. The longer I know God, the better I love Antoinette. Mm-hmm. The longer you know God, the better you love me. D- then we get to, to to thinking things about each other differently. Yes, because you got two people thinking, living according to the same standard. So even when you have disagreements at the end of the day, when two people saying they serve the same God, oh, we're going to get to the bottom of this because either somebody's heart not right or something not lining up with the world. You get what I mean? When yes. you got a baseline, when you got something that... I have that, an agenda. Yes. And the agenda It'll always changed. go right back to that. And, and over the years... That ain't the case for most relationships. It's not. And over the years, it's changed. Mm-hmm. Over the years, it used to be about, I need, I, we have to work together in a business. So I need to make sure I'm keeping this relationship tight. Yep. It wasn't... That I didn't care for you. It's just that I cared for you in the way that it mattered to me. I didn't care for you in the way it mattered to God. Reconciliation is about what matters to God. When I become more concerned with who Antoinette is to God, and if I am loving her in a way that pleases him, and if our relationship reflects what pleases him, now I'm actually walking in reconciliation. That's right. The other thing is just, it's not authentic. It seems authentic. You would think you know each other for so long. You hang around each other for so long. It's, you're going to be cool with each other. and You're going to know the more you know about a person, <laughs> yeah. the more you deal with a person, the more it's hard for you to look past what you know about a person. It's very true. Yep. And it makes it uneasy. And we've said the hurtful things. And we've looked at each other and been like, oh, I can't trust you. And you're like, you, I can't trust you. And neither one of us trust in God. <laughs> like, who's trusting God here? <laughs> who, 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 who matters? Yeah. The conversations changed over the years. Definitely. Conversations used to be about what, was, what bothered you and yeah. what bothered me. Mm-hmm. Conversations used to be about 
what I want what you out need the from each other. Yeah. yeah. Now it's about what in the world can I give to you that would make you a better person in God? That's right. Even in business. Even in business. Whatever it is. Even in friendship. Do you know what I'm saying? Like, oh, what a friend we have in Jesus. And every friend I have should be reflective of my friendship with him. If we can't get to that point, then we have to stop things. I can be the most talented person. I can preach the word everywhere. At some point, if I'm not, if I have, if people have issues with me and I'm not trying to put the fire out on those bridges, if people have issues with me and I'm not trying to show them love and compassion and understanding things from their perspective, then I need to stop preaching. Stop giving God my gifts as a sacrifice and go and reconcile because that matters to God. Jesus let you know. He said, you need to go before the altar, leave. He said, first be reconciled to your brother and then come after with your gift. Yeah. And I think another part of that too is we we can't expect it to look, reconciliation to look a certain way because sometimes we'll think, okay, I'm walking in forgiveness with that, with my father or my whoever it is. And you'll think, oh, we're supposed to be hugging and loving and seeing each other every day. Like it looks different for every situation. And like we said, it's a heart matter more than anything. So it it's more of what it changed in how you see that person. And that informs how that looks, and not when, the and, other way around. And here's the other thing. Whenever you're in question of if, whether you're doing reconciliation right, think of how it's being done to you through God. Yes. So just like you said, it's no one and done, no happy endings. Just like it ain't really no happy endings yet with our walk with God. Yeah. We'll see when yeah, we die. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But right now, some days we offend them. Some days we don't, but we know none of the things we do can separate us from his love. Yes. I'm not always my best, but he still loves me. Mm-hmm. I don't always give him my best, but he still gives me his best. Sorry. The way that he moves with me, I need to move with others. Mm-hmm. That's why he said, he, it's very clear in the Bible, he's talking about love your wife like Christ loved the church. Love everybody, for that matter, like Christ loves the church. That's right. What is he saying? He's telling you that the same way that I sacrificed a part of me to make them a part of me, you have to sacrifice a part of you, the part of you that should die anyway. Your pride, yep. (laughs) Once I put my pride aside, our relationship changed. Yes. I ain't, I'm thinking, here I am thinking, this is how we think. If Antoinette could just stop doing this, and we've had those conversations, <laughs> like, I'm listening out, and sometimes, this is how crazy we are. I think at one point, we actually did sit and say, what's the things you want me to change? And then you tell me the things you like. Yeah. Especially we, with the business and stuff, you're just trying to figure out how to better, you know, improve things, and yeah. You, 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 you like, it, it would make it a lot easier if you, you didn't do this. Or you heard me better, and you as <laughs> no, Shatara. no, because that stuff is funny anyway. Because like, as if we have the power to do that. Like, I can just tell my brain to stop being defensive. Er, turn that one off. Like, it don't, it doesn't. We don't have that and type of serious. control over. And to remove it off of us, because I know putting the spotlight on us it just is crazy. But because people no, don't know don't. us, but but to flip it in the broad spectrum, no, there are many relationships and people in our lives. That we are very particular, like, if they could just stop doing this, I'd be cool. Things would be awesome. Things would be great. Yep. If they could just come on and and just see that this one thing is in the way from us being together. No, that's not what's happening. (laughs) This one thing is in the way of you being happy, irregardless of what it means to To them. them. Yep. It's still the same selfishness. Or even when we think cutting people out, our lives is reconciliation. Like sometimes you just got to love people from a distance. Like if if God loved us from a distance, we... 
You would feel that. You he would realized not, and, there was something he expected that you couldn't do in and of yourself. No. So he decided to give of himself. The so Holy you Spirit. Could. Yep. He had to give us the Holy Spirit. This is the way it is. It's like we owe God $100. So he gave us 200 <laughs> So we can pay him back. That's right. Ain't that crazy? That's that's what we should be doing. Mm-hmm. What we should be doing is constantly putting people in a position to be better, not expecting better, and when we don't get it, cutting them off. Yes. That's what I'm saying, guys. Uh, even even I, I, it's, This has popped in my head just now, so I'm just going to share it. The, the way that we engage with people who are active or pursuing of us, even though we're not interested in them, is dangerous because just to push somebody off, is not enough. No, they don't have what you need. I'm talking to believers right now. <laughs> right. They don't have what you need, but won't you help them find what they're missing? Yes. Yeah. So they can have what somebody else need one day. That's right. That's what we're here to do. That's what we're Otherwise, to be here it's for. selfish. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, you you're putting yourself in the worst place. Because you are constantly not taking up your role of being a reconciler. Yep. And like we said earlier, like you're constantly being shown your true colors. Like when you're unable to forgive, when you have these, you know, quibbles and quarrels with people, you it reveals where you you're really at, and you gotta be able to, you know, change it immediately because it'll eat you up inside. Honestly, I speak from experience, like anger and resentment, bitterness, feeling like people should have done certain things. It will eat you up inside. And it's not, it's no way to live. Yeah. And it's, it's not a, the love of God. <laughs> it's not. And it's a challenge to us. And I, hopefully everybody that's listening to this podcast will challenge themselves and say, you know what? I cannot love people that way. That's the first question. Yeah. And if the answer is no, ask yourself, why not? And the answer to why not is because I haven't allowed God to love me that way. Yep. So let him. <laughs> you let him love you that way, and you'll see that it's easier for you to let yourself love people that way. Yes. Because you're talking about a God who loved you first, you know, who, who loved you before you even had to do any work to gain it. Yeah. And we have to learn how to mimic that. We don't have to get people to love us. We just showed them the love that was so undeservingly given to us. The perfect way that you just said it. I'm just going to put it again. Let God love you first so you can let people let you love them first. Beat them to love. That's right. That's my journey now. Yes. My journey is to beat people to love. Instead of waiting for them to love me, (laughs) I'm going to beat you to that love. That's right. I'm not faking this stuff no more. I'm not punishing myself. I know that I haven't let God in my heart to love me. So my mind isn't changed, but I'm trying to change my outside. That's torture. Yeah. To try to love with the love of God without having the love of God in you (laughs) is torture. It is. I, I I grew up in that type of church environment where we hate people guts, but we hug them. You know what I mean? Yes. I grew up in that church environment where we give to people only to talk about having to give to them. Yes. It's not love. I, I don't know where we got this mixed up, but it's not. It's absolutely not. And like Jesus said, you, you're showing up with gifts that it, it's none and void. You're showing up to, to love on him. And you haven't shown no love to nobody else. That's reconciliation is about reuniting. Yes. I'm so and, glad that, that he sacrificed so that I could be reunited with him. But are y'all willing to sacrifice so you somebody can reunite with you? It's going to be a huge digression. <laughs> no, don't digress. It's only one minute left. No, no, I digress. No, I'm just saying how people will use God's love and stuff as a little scapegoat to kind of mask why they don't have to love other people. Like the church and all that stuff will be their little escape. Like, you know, yeah. but like I said, it's a digression. That's a digression <laughs> that we're about to take to a little more matter. So okay. I appreciate that. I needed that. Um, this is episode 71. What do we say we're going to call this? When they go low, low, we we go go love. love. 
That is so bomb. That is bomb. Oh man, I'm Forrest Tall. I'm Antoinette. Great being here again. I really miss you doing this it. all the time. Yeah, I miss you. <laughs> I'm sure they missed you. I'm sure they'll be excited to hear from you again. And hopefully, hopefully, because yeah, your mom inspired. <laughs> Philip inspired too. It's, it's yeah, just been great. it's awesome, and I think that. Um, you know, I gotta try to hold on to mom before she start her own podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, how good is one up? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm out of here. Oh man, like, <laughs> I gotta reconcile with her, y'all. Let's reconcile. let's do this in a little more. Let's do <laughs> Episode seventy-one. When they go low, we go love. Real church matters. We go.